If you're like me and have found this pandemic and its many, many lockdowns to be the perfect time to dive headfirst into film photography, or maybe you've been shooting films since before it was cool, back when freedom was legal, you've probably explored the multitude of ways to convert your analog shots to digital. Having extensively tested the flatbed method to a frustrating and fruitless end, I was keen to switch to the camera plus macro lens method that's been recommended to me by so many photographers, both on and off of the podcast. After scouring the market, I discovered a fantastic, multi-format, high-quality, cost-effective solution for securing my film and diffusing the light underneath it, allowing me to photograph it effectively. Its frame, range of interchangeable gates, and light diffuser make it possible to digitally photograph your film quickly and most importantly to me, to a high standard. It allows you to scan 35mm, 120 and even 4x5. Visit pixel-later.com, that's P-I-X-L-L-A-T-R.com to find out more and get your own. Also check them out on Instagram, tell them that I sent you, and a massive thanks to Pixelator for supporting the podcast. It's always exciting, I think I'm adding a new country. I might be upsetting someone who's previously been on the podcast, but I believe this is the podcast's first trip to Norway, which I'm quite excited about. It seems like one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And when we're allowed on planes, I'm going to have to make my way over there. Let's start off with why it is that you first picked up a camera? What made you want to get into photography in the first place? Uh, Well, eight years ago when I was pregnant, I got a crazy idea to become a professional photographer for just one day. I wanted to photograph my child at his first days, you know, his first days of life. And uh, it was really difficult at the time to find a um, newborn photographer because it was super new in Norway. And um, I thought I can try to do it myself. So uh, <laughs> I kind of bought the camera, I bought the, all the props and I just... I was all over YouTube for all the free tutorials, all information I could find, you know, how to do it. Right, right. And uh, yeah, that was the the, the first time I, uh, I I tried it and it worked out really, really well. Because after I posted the picture of him, um, I got uh, a call three months later from my first uh, customer and... I was uh, pretty much in shock because she wanted to pay and I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super new. I'm super new. So, um, yeah, I got, uh, I think I got pretty lucky because, um, I was practicing, basically practicing on the shoots and getting paid for that. So I started as a newborn photographer, but I kind of knew that, um, it's just, um, it's just, uh, start point for me uh, i knew that uh, I, w- I will want to move on lately to something else like another genre did you have a creative background before that though were you interested in like art or design or anything before you actually picked up the camera uh definitely art i used to go to art school when i was a child um for five years around five years and uh, I picked up a lot of stuff there. So um, passion for arts always was there from the beginning. And I think it was kind of logical that I ended up in photography. Because you have something of a painterly style. It's, it's almost reminiscent of kind of like 16th, 17th, 18th century paintings. 
um, where it's very pastel. It's, it's like soft, but really well structured. Where did you find your inspiration kind of to develop your style? What, what inspired you to, to get to the point that you are now in terms of the look of your images? Uh, to be honest, I didn't know myself a long time that um, while I'm developing my, st- uh, my style, that's the direction it takes. Because um, I, first, I first started in retouching. So I could do the retouching before I picked the camera. And that was basically just for myself and my fun. Instead of um, painting or drawing, you know. And I must be honest, I wasn't good at that, that, you know, so (laughs) yeah. um, uh, So I was, I was always very picky on details and uh, especially, you know, transitions between highlights and shadows, also skin tones. And I think that um, that's a very important point in uh, retouching to make it to, um, to look this way, uh, painterly like, and, uh, lighting was, uh, difficult for quite long time. I wasn't feeling confident and that's until I, um, until, uh, I found Felix Kuhn's. Right. Uh, yeah. So everything I'm using now in my lighting is a mix of tips and tricks that I learned from him. And if it feels now that I can finally be confident about it, you know, like my retouching style and lighting are coherent and they support each other. So, uh, yeah, so I feel like it has really helped uh, to go through everything that Felix teached. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of mixed it all um, and developed my own. <laughs> Something that stands out with, with your work, and it's, it's not often you see it, but it's a, it's a phrase that comes up quite often, which is fine art photography. And I, I don't know, obviously, about Norway or Scandinavia in general. In England, art is a really subjective term. If you've ever listened to, to English music, I think music's a fairly subjective term, to be honest. But art is a very subjective term in the sense that it, lots of people have different ideas of what art is. So for yourself, how would you describe what a fine art photograph is? Uh, Okay, it's a tricky question. (laughs) For me, uh, fine art photography is um, a lot about whole process, starting from actually getting the creative uh, creative idea to execution and uh, post-production choices. It's all together. It's not just one uh, specific thing. And um, uh, I, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's a big difference between just picking up your camera, setting the light and taking pictures and then, uh, uh, or um, envision it in your head first right. and make a plan. You know, it's a, it's a big difference, I think. And uh, I also think that uh, it doesn't have to look like a typical portrait where everything is focused on a person. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a particular connection between subject and the viewer. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be an explicit emotion. 
uh, I once been judged for one of the artwork that I I did that um, my subject didn't have an emotion, but I strongly strongly disagree because uh, to me the idea is not about specific emotions. Uh, it's uh, about um, it's about the idea, right? Right. Uh, so it doesn't need to be present because the subject can represent. Um, a particular state uh, uh, or be just a component of the idea. Uh, so it's not the opposite. It's uh, it's kind of the idea comes first. Well, something that I feel like with art that's being lost, and I, I'm kind of torn between the reason that this is changing, but it feels like, and I think what you're describing might be this, that so much art now, so much modern art is defined and uninterpretable you're told what it is there's a clear meaning it's it's literally spelled out for you like you said about the emotion there's no clear emotion well sometimes it's for the person that's seeing the piece to interpret what emotion they want from it so do you feel like maybe it's the case that fine art photography is is something that leaves room for the interpretation of the viewer to make up some of the meaning I think that's exactly the point. And I think that if you're only looking for for emotion, then you don't get the idea. Right. Because uh, the only connection that really matters is the connection to its creator. To me, it's really about details uh, and that nothing is left without a purpose. And it doesn't need to be a subject. Um, but if you don't have a purpose for a specific object for example to be in your frame then you don't place it there that's that's it so uh yeah and uh, a subject um as mentioned before it can just represent the idea or uh, a specific state it can be just uh, in the picture just to make it look more alive but uh, it may not be a point of the the whole picture do you think that the problem might be in that? I, I think this is something that's really common with photography that people who are photographers spend a lot of time judging other photographers, and maybe too much emphasis or too much importance is given to the opinion of other photographers when actually most photos aren't taken for the opinion of other photographers. For example, if you take a portrait of a client, that portrait could be for the client, and therefore, the input of that client is actually way more important than the input of someone who's focused on, you know, the technical aspects or how they would photograph it differently. I'm not quite agree. I think it's the opposite. I think that way too many photographers are focusing on what other photographers think is good or is right. So therefore they are kind of, uh, developing their style maybe i think even subconsciously uh, already guided so uh, then it's not i don't know it loses this uh, personality like your own personality in your in your work mm -hmm. and only when you shut down yourself from <laughs> social medias from from people in general and you just focus in um, on yourself is when 
you start to realize what's what you think is important to show on your in your portraits on what and what is not um because technical part is i think it's kind of easy you've learned it and you're good to go but then the most important is the you know uh, what's inside it um like kind of soul of the image and uh, it's a connection that uh, uh comes first through you and then into photograph and then uh, out in the world and the viewers then it's you know um they think to either appreciate it or not understand it or not let's talk about subjects let's talk about what it's like to photograph people and, and actually something that i always find to be quite fascinating with people that do photograph people because obviously quite a lot of people shy away from photographing people, they find it intimidating or scary. When it comes to photographing people, what is the ideal subject for you? What you know, what what makes the shoot go smoothly for you that the subject can do for you? I think that uh, people who can um, people who can uh, transition from uh, one emotion to another emotion easily, who could be flexible to that, that would be the the easiest one but it's uh, it's rarely you have them actually um those would be actors i think as perfect subjects but um you normally work with customers or i normally work with customers and i don't have that so uh what i do is that i guide them through the whole shoot uh especially posing and um I make them focus on each detail, where to place their hands, how to sit, where to place their legs, where to look, and I explain always why. So I kind of stuff their head with all this information they have to focus on. So that, I think, uh, levels down their stress. And stress is the first factor that uh, uh, stands on the way. Mm -hmm. And you kind of need to get rid of it. And uh, I hear that um, a lot of photographers say that you just need to have a connection with a person, but I don't think it always works because sometimes you're not there to make friends. You just really need to execute your work well, right? right. And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think that uh, in order to get the best or the most uh, of your clients or your subject, your models, uh, they need to understand what do you want from them. And it is your job to explain. And it is your job to guide. So the, no, the more you know yourself, the better. And if I have a perfect picture, I will show. I normally do not show. I don't like to show uh, unedited pictures, you know, on the back of my camera. I just don't. Um, but if I, if I have a very shy customer, for example, uh, I will find the perfect picture to show just to boost their confidence mm -hmm. and explain why I think it's really beautiful this way. And uh, very often it relaxes them. And very often they start to uh, really try more. To your point a second ago, do you think that photographers are, some photographers are more concerned with being liked by their subject than they are getting the best possible picture? Uh, I think it uh, might be that. <laughs> I think so. 
And when it comes to yourself, obviously it takes a lot of confidence to be, uh, to be sure of yourself, to pose someone, to be, especially if you're going to be particular with posing, quite often people are very loose with their terminology. They'll say that, you know, it's literally like turn in this direction and then they'll give an emotion. And that's pretty much the limit of a lot of people's direction to be as particular as, as you say you are. How long did it take you to build up that confidence in your skills at posing people to feel that you could do that with, with your clients? I think that the, the, the faster you start with yourself, um, knowing, uh, trying it on yourself, uh, the, the, the faster you get it with customers, you kind of really um, have to know on your own uh, what you're doing and, and why. And uh, um, yeah, uh, the more you prepare ahead uh, from top to toe, uh, which, uh, which sets you're going to have, how do you want to post your, your uh, client, the smoother it will go. Something that's on your website, something that is very, very evident with the work that you do is the importance of a team, of, of it being a collaboration between everyone that's involved on the shoot. Everyone needs to be pulling in the same direction. How long did it take you to build up a team and how important is it to have the right people around you? Uh, yeah, it took some time, uh, definitely. Um yeah, to me, it's so important to know that I can rely on uh, on uh, my team members. Uh, if uh, one of my dedicated people can't participate, for example, I will rather postpone the whole shoot mm -hmm. instead of trying to find uh, a replacement. Um, because I really do not want to stress uh, about someone else's work on top of my own, you know. Yeah. So uh, I think it's good in the beginning to try different, uh, to work with, uh, collaborate with different uh, artists, like makeup artists, uh, for example, hair artists, and, and see uh, if you like it or not. I think also it's very important to consider the personality, because it might be that you just don't click together and it won't work. How did you know with the team that you've got, the, the people that you trust now, what was it that told you that you had the right people? Uh, there is uh, specifically one person I work uh, 95% of all my shoots with. She is, um, she is very particular in details like me. She would rather spend an extra hour on making it perfect than just to uh, finish it up as fast as possible and start the shoot. And I'd prefer that. So it's that attention to detail that like that yes. real, that real attention to detail that, that told you that this is the right person. Because obviously yes, one, exactly. one thing that a lot of people, and I think I actually, I've never thought about it the way that you brought it up earlier, but I really do. Now that you've said it, I do think a lot of people do focus on being liked or being popular or being preferable to the people that are around them rather than necessarily focusing on the results. So with the, the people that you have in your team, and I do apologize for kind of sticking to this point. But if, if it was the case that the results were fantastic, but you weren't maybe uh, as compatible as people, you didn't get on, you weren't friendly with each other. It wasn't bad, but you just weren't friendly with each other. 
would you continue with those people as your team? Would they still be as as important to you? Oh, 50-50. Only if I know that no one else can deliver uh, can deliver as good as that person. And uh, I would um, leave it to a very few particular shoots. Like I would limit uh, to be with this person, definitely. I'd be nervous about it, I must say, because... Uh, <laughs> If you cannot, um, if you cannot, if a person is stressing you out in some way on your shoot, uh, you can't be hundred percent yourself. Right. Uh, you might just lose your focus on um, things that you should, and it will show on, show on your work for sure. When it comes to actually shooting, you're on, you know, either working with a client or personal work, just anytime you have a camera, what do you find is the most enjoyable part about the actual shoot for you? The actual shoot. Okay. Seeing, uh, <laughs> seeing the result on, my, on the back of my camera, that I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm not so very sociable, I must admit. So um, I'm I'm super focused on on results, like from the from the beginning and uh, in the end. Um, I'm I'm very polite and friendly with uh, everyone I'm working with and models and customers. So uh, I normally don't uh, have problems there, but I still. I kind of, I never forget why I'm there <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I, I think there are two types of photographers, really. There are, there are photographers that are very, they, they enjoy the shoot and there are photographers that want the shot. And I, I think a lot of people fall into the first category where they just enjoy the time they spend holding the camera, using the camera, interacting with people with the camera. And then there are people um, and I think this is where probably me and you are very similar. You know, most of the time, the the time spent shooting is entirely just there because I want the result. And and like you said, the result is the most important factor. Do you actually? I, I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put you in a corner here, but do you actually enjoy the shoot as it is, or is it something that you find it takes a very long time for you to get to what you want to get to because you have to go through all of those kind of surplus stages of being sociable? Yeah, it's the the last thing you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, I um, I feel it can be tricky uh, communicating with people sometimes. So uh, so yeah, I just really purely focus on the on the result. I'm there for the shot. I'm there for the shot. And if I'm not getting it, I'm 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 not even I'm not. I don't care about how. Uh, well, I'm connected to the to the person. Yeah, you know, it's funny. My I, I shoot weddings with my wife, and I'm so focused on getting the photos. To be honest with you, that I want, even though it's their wedding, you know, I have a style. I, I start to see things working out and and things developing and and how I want things to go. That my wife has to actually explain how weird I am to the people yeah. that I'm photographing, <laughs> so they understand that I'm I'm not a bad person. I'm just very, very focused on, you know, getting the shot as opposed to coming across as being lovely with yourself, because you, you know, your work is just, your work is to me like something that you would want to hang on the wall. 
um, which is not common with photographers common. at all. A lot of a lot of photos are very important to the photographer or very important to the subject, but outside of that, outside of those parameters, not many people could particularly care. In your case, you have something that I could see hanging on a lot of different walls. Do you prefer the shooting or the retouching with with your style? Which is more enjoyable? Uh, definitely retouching. Really? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, they're retouching because, um, I don't know, that's how I, that was my, uh, that's how I started. And, uh, I have this, uh, routine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every morning <laughs> I wake up. The first thing I do is that I just take my cup of coffee and I sit in front of my desktop and I start retouching something, uh, if I don't have this routine, my, my day is basically destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you really like retouching. <laughs> you know, but I, I actually, you know, when I started to, to do my own uh, projects, uh, like fine art projects, uh, I think it would be fair to add, um, uh, to add the the creation of the idea, like a process of it, together to you know to comparison like shooting and retouching, because it's a really big part. And mm-hmm. sometimes it sometimes it takes days, and sometimes it takes months, and sometimes it takes years. Like I have some projects that uh, are in my mind and I'm still working them for a couple of years you know and it's a process and I really enjoy that process and I think that if I could compare the three of them together I would go for the process like creation of the idea right do you think it's important for you to have those those projects that that span long periods of time to to keep you inspired and also to to sort of drive the style of work that you're doing to to give you that style i kind of had a professional crisis <laughs> not so long ago when i felt i really i can't i can't work just uh, just for customers or like doing the same job all over again you know um same genre and everything Mm -hmm. and um, it was almost painful to sit and start retouching yet another order or another even my something I did uh, in collaboration with uh, someone else but it's just like seems to be same so uh, that's how the idea came with uh, uh, creating uh, my own uh, personal projects that uh, have nothing to do with everything I've uh, ever done before, you know. Uh, something that you talk about on your website is is sort of, I, I, I forget the exact way that you put it, um, but was the, the empowerment of women, the, you know, the instilling confidence in women, building women up, uh, taking photographs that have that effect on your female clients. Yeah. When it comes to, and I don't know about Norway or Scandinavia, or to be honest with you, I don't really know about anywhere. I haven't. I feel like I haven't left this room that I'm in for about twelve months now. But when it comes to empowering women and retouching, retouching has gone through a bit of an ethics dilemma 
in America and I think in England as well with regards to sort of very, very hyper retouched images being seen as damaging for, I suppose, especially younger women. Um, how do you find that balance of what you can and can't retouch that still enables that that client or that that subject to feel beautiful without it feeling superficial? Uh, yeah. So to be honest, I think, of course, that uh, women are beautiful uh, with which whichever issues they think they have, right? Uh, but we also are victims of social media and fashion world dictating like what is the beauty standard and uh, so I see it uh, at my studio all the time you know uh, women uh, come into my studio are pretty much aware of their issues uh, what they want to be removed and how much so if it's a client uh, shoot I will do whatever she asks me to, you know. Uh, of course, uh, I will never drive it to the point where you can't uh, you can't recognize her, you know. Uh, she still looks herself, but maybe with less wrinkles and maybe a little bit thinner, you know. Because um, especially with pregnant women, it's uh, extremely important that so hypersensitive that their body goes through all of these uh, changes and they do not feel like themselves anymore. Uh, so um, if they know you can um, correct um, some issues mm -hmm. that they think they have, then it's going to boost their confidence. It's going to, it's like when they're going to see the final image, then it's not what they're going to see in them, not the wrinkles, for example. What they're going to see is what, like everything else, uh, which is beautiful about them. So uh, to me, yeah, it's, to me, it's very important to just listen to them. Uh, we, when I do the shoot with uh, with a model, for example, uh, I'd listen, but it's still its decision is uh, up to me, and I would I would uh, not want to retouch too much, right? But um, or or remove things, but um, uh, I can sometimes forget myself when I'm retouching skin and. Um, you know, it happens. It's like meditation. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if you enjoy retouching as much as you do, it's something you could probably get lost in quite easily. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, I'm trying to pull it down uh, actually more and more with time, you know. Uh, retouch less, just uh, retouch. Yeah, retouch less but make it um, look beautiful. It's like, it's just this balance that is quite difficult to find uh, in between um, natural and um, painterly style, I guess, in retouching. And uh, that's yet another, um, uh, another thing is that uh, in when you do the painterly style, sometimes you do have to do exactly that 
is to paint just on super low uh, uh, opacity, you know. You paint those shadows, you, you paint those uh, uh, highlights, right? Um, you, I, I, I pretty much do that, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned confidence boosting there, you know, boosting the confidence of your subjects, the model, the, the person that's hired you to take their portrait. But for yourself, I mean, you sound like someone that has a wonderful sense of self-confidence, which as someone that doesn't, that's, you know, I'm, it's a characteristic I'm always fascinated by um, and I'm always very jealous of. I wish I could be more confident in what I do. But what gives you the biggest confidence boost with regard to your work? Is it feedback from, like we mentioned earlier, like a lot of people sort of focus on other photographers? Is it general public feedback? Is it feedback from the client? Is it, you know, I've noticed that you have some awards. What's, what's the, the real thing that boosts your confidence and makes you feel like you're headed in the right direction? I think all together. Um, but especially feedback from customers, if it's a customer uh, work that I do, because, you know, uh, I often hear from them, oh, that's the, the best uh, image I've ever had of myself. And that's amazing, you know, that's really amazing to know that. And then they come back and again and again, year after year. And uh, it kind of... Uh, um, makes you feel that you probably do something right. Uh, also with awards, of course, I sometimes actually do send uh, uh, a normal like client job uh, for, for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they also, they get so extremely excited to know that I actually got something for the work that was made for them. You know, it's amazing. And, uh, uh, yeah, um, feedback from uh, other photographers. Sometimes I'm surprised, I must say. I'm like really surprised. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why they're praising me so much because I don't see my uh, own work the way I think others do. So uh, it's very pleasant, but um, uh, sometimes I just... Uh, I don't know, maybe it's also because I think I'm still not there where I want to see myself, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I'm still seeing flaws in my work and um, I'm looking to master it. So, uh, yeah, but it's awesome to, to get so much uh, positive feedback from everyone. It's, it's really... Um, uh, yeah, building your confidence, that's for sure. But I think with the, also with the, uh, really with, uh, it comes with uh, time and experience, um, pretty much. Uh, when you stop, uh, um, when you, when, when you stop searching for different, um, genres trying all the stuff in the world all the uh, all the lights you think you need everything and you kind of focus on more on something that you think suits you the best is when you stop really worrying about technical part and and be more creative and when you do that then um i think automatically your um your level rises 
you know, at your work and people can see it. I mean, you mentioned they're not being satisfied, I guess, with, with the, not, not, I'm not, I'm speaking for you here, which is completely unfair, but that never being satisfied with where you are always wanting to take your work up to the next level, always wanting to improve. I, I actually personally feel like photographers that are way too happy with where they are now are, are probably done with growing as artists. I think they're probably done with like what you're seeing is all you're ever going to get from them. Because if anyone's, I, I don't trust anyone that works as a creative that isn't in some way upset with the way that their work is going and always wishing it could be better. It's, it's a very hard thing to go through because no matter how good you get at something and no matter how much improvement you could see from the start, you always are just focused on like a constantly disappearing finish line. You're always just trying to get better. Do you have, um, do you have like hobbies or things outside of photography that, that are good at taking away that pressure? Do you have outside, uh, interests away from photography? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm that weird. <laughs> uh, no, I um, I found for myself a new way, way to inspire myself, and it's actually it actually comes with the projects that are ahead. Uh, I uh, 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 I kind of realized that um, maybe, or at least I think this way that. Maybe we shouldn't search so much uh, for inspiration outside, um, going on Pinterest, and you know, you know, it's good to be inspired. It's really nice, but I think when, especially when it comes to our fine art photography, when you want to create a piece that is uh, unique, I think you really have to to dig inside yourself, and uh, sometimes. Um, Oh, now I'm going to be really personal, but uh, I also find it very therapeutical. Um, you know, we, all of us, we've, uh, or most of us, we've gone through different stuff uh, in our lives, right? We, yeah. At a certain point, we all get affected by it. And, um, I think that um, maybe um, art is a way to express all of that, you know, and um, maybe it's not all uh, positive. Maybe, I mean, um, I'm just thinking about, um, for example, this um, uh, film director, Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, um, so he had, a, when he was a child, he had a tragedy, a tragedy happened to his mother. She was killed. So, um, all his movies, everything he creates, there is always a female that is strong and she's a, she's a superwoman and she's a hit woman. She's, you know, so it's like, it's a thing for him, but I think it has, uh, uh so I think that kind of his perhaps trauma, it's my personal op- opinion, has really 
influenced it, you know, yeah. and, uh, and he's amazing at it. Right. So, uh, I'm uh, now at this stage when, um, I'm trying to find my own Luke Besson in me. <laughs> right. Right. So I've spoken to people from, uh, Australia, America, Canada, South Africa. I, I actually can't remember all of the different places. This is the 137th episode of the podcast. And um, I've been fortunate enough to speak to people just about everywhere in the world, except for Antarctica. And for some reason, I can't find anybody in South America that's willing to help me complete the set. Something that I'm always interested in, especially when it comes to people that photograph people, is does your nationality or the culture that you're surrounded by influence the style of photography and, and what that style is. And before we did this, because obviously there's a, a, a little bit of a language barrier, you asked me to send over a list of questions, but I didn't want to send you this one because I didn't want to give you too much chance to think of an answer. I wanted it to be very instinctive. So when it comes to Norway, and I, I get the impression that a lot of people in Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Denmark get really pissed off or angry with hearing the term Scandinavian because it kind of just groups all those countries together without giving them their individual identity. And I, I know that there's some pretty big differences between Norway and Finland and Denmark and, and Sweden. But does Norway have a, a style or a character to the portraits that are taken specifically in Norway? Is there like a historical style to Norwegian portraiture? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know the answer. <laughs> uh, I've actually been asked many times, and um, yeah, well, uh, firstly, I'm 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 not born in Norway, so I'm um, I'm originally from Moldova, which was uh, uh, ex USSR country. So um, I feel like still Norway has influenced me a lot, or Scandinavia in general, uh, and have influenced my style definitely. Uh, however, uh, my style is not a typical Scandinavian style either. Um, I mean, just seeing seeing the work of my um, co-workers, you know, I I know that we. Uh, we have some similarities, but uh, we do go apart in many ways as well. Um, but I think um, what I did pick up from uh, from um, uh, Scandinavia is uh, being as minimalistic as possible, and I really like it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think you can especially see it in like Danish design, for example. They are very minim minimalistic, um, and I really like that part. So uh, I decided that uh, I'm gonna introduce it in my photography. And um, every time I'm uh, uh, creating something, I'm trying to uh, to have. Uh, as little as uh, possible, so that it's if I have to mix uh, mix up things together with uh, with the subject, I will try to make then all those uh, things uh, uh, in uh, in a very similar tone or all the same tone. 
so that even though they are um, uh, they are uh, it's kind of busy, um, it is still it it still looks quite minimalistic because of the color choice. Right. But, so uh, mm, yeah, so bright colors like a lot of uh, a mix of bright colors uh, is not my thing because to me it's just um too busy it's too i don't know it's uh, kind of chaotic to the eye yeah. i um mm. so um yeah i look for calm uh, calmness in uh, uh many ways you know visually well i'm quite excited just by the fact that you not originally being from norway means i get to tick two countries off of my list uh, of places that i've managed to interview around the world so you're doing double duty in that sense. Um, I, I'm an enormous fan of your work. I think it's absolutely stunning. Thank you. I want as many people as possible to find your work. So where's the best place for people to go to find um, the work that you do, your website, your Instagram and so on? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess Instagram. I'm on also on uh, other platforms, but I think I uh, show more work on Instagram and it's uh, uh, irina.jomir I think it's uh, um, yeah, if spelling it, it's uh, I-R-I-N-A and then dot uh, J-O-M-I-R uh, irina.jomir um, yeah and there you find me it's been amazing to talk to you thank you so much for taking the time thank you very much for inviting me it was a pleasure <laughs>